0: There's not just the gut microbiome that we know. That there's much more. Um, there are other microbiomes that are important and can be drivers of chronic health. And really, just trying to help practitioners navigate that around when is it relevant, when they might use those tests to as a as a useful tool. to products that we have um, for probiotics for vaginal health and oral health, etc.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining me today on the Natural Healthcare Network podcast. My name is Deb McLeod, and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in. We have Naomi Jones with InVivo Healthcare on today. She is their clinical education ambassador. She has a great deal of information to share with us about this interesting company. So I hope you sit back and enjoy learning more about all the things they have available to us as natural healthcare practitioners. Thank you so much for joining me today, Naomi. It's great to have you here with us.
0: Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. How about we just start talking about this amazing company that you work for? Can you kick off and give us a little bit of a highlight about the company itself? Yes. Yeah,
0: so, um, In Vivo Healthcare, um, as we're now known, we work in originally at In Vivo Clinical, um, it's been around for over 10 years as a practitioner focused um, company. Um, so, started by Don Marie, who was a practitioner who was basically looking for tools that he can use in his clinical practice and looking to places like the US where they were perhaps further advanced in some of the tests and products and things available to practitioners um, in the kind of complementary health space basically wanted to be able to offer those and use them himself, but offer those to other practitioners in the UK. Um, So that's how it started. And then sort of a few years later, Humphrey Backus, who's now our MD, joined the team. And from that point onwards, the company has sort of grown, but still keeping the ethos that we're providing clinically relevant tools really to help um, all sorts of different healthcare practitioners to get the best results they can with their clients because we all, you know, want to see progress and um, ha- um,
1: and get and make an impact, I suppose, with our clients' health. That's great. So that's quite a mission statement, isn't it, really, for a company? But um, it's been going for ten years, and how has it evolved? You've got three different areas where you you provide support to practitioners, don't you? From which I think when I was doing some research on it, and I have to confess, I love, um, there's not a confession bit on this. I really like the vivo products. But what I'm confessing about is that I didn't realize that you're an unusual organization in you provide diagnostic testing and therapeutics um, or supplements, which is not as common for companies, is it? Or is it?
0: Yeah, I'm not um, yeah, not that I'm aware of. I think yeah, most um companies perhaps help, uh, p- focus on one or the other. Um as I said because Don came to it from a perspective of wanting the best tools available to help him and other practitioners in practice in the UK, it was natural that those included both testing and supplements. So, um You know, we've been representing designs for health products for over 10 years, which is a US nutraceutical brand that focuses on practitioners with very therapeutic doses and bioavailable forms of nutrients, etc. Been very successful with those in the UK with a lot of clinicians using them, mm-hmm. but also on the testing side, um, a variety of different sort of distributing lab tests from a variety of different labs from the US, from Europe, etc. things like the GI map from diagnostic solutions, um, SIBO testing from aerodiagnostics, et cetera. So yeah, it's, it's evolved from the need to provide um, the best tools that there were available over the years since we've been in existence. But obviously, what has changed, uh, I suppose, a significant step forward for us as a company is that so at the end of October, November last year, we launched our own therapeutic range, the vivo therapeutic range, basically based on um, where we felt there was a need for certain nutrients, certain products to support our clinicians again around you know microbiome in particular, which is our our biggest focus area as a company and where we felt that there wasn't necessarily um you know the the products available or that also take into account sort of uk and eu regulatory kind of frameworks and making sure it's absolutely compliant with with that so that has been quite a challenging area for i know for many practitioners understanding what nutrients what things some things are not um Within their scope of practice, and that sort of thing, and that we want to be this, that sort of safe space that people can come to, knowing, um, especially as a nutritional therapists, for example, that they, you know, the, the ingredients in our products in the In Vivo range are ones that can be recommended mm. within the regulations.
1: So. Yeah, because the therapeutics that you provide are at such a high level, it's not just going to be; it's got to be really particular to the client's health issues. Correct.
0: Um, with the in vivo therapeutic range um, it's very much about you know therapeutic doses and usage for practitioners Um, so they're not sort of um, yeah they can be quite different from some of the other product ranges available more broadly to Mm -hmm. consumers i think the main thing to understand is that it's science-based you know so absolutely we're talking about dosages that are shown to have the efficacy in various different papers that and trials and things that have have that we we're, we're able to access, mm-hmm. so that's an important thing. The quality of the ingredients themselves, as well, you know, making sure that they are bioavailable forms, etc. Those sort of things are really really important in yeah ensuring that the product is effective, yeah, most effective mm-hmm. as it can mm-hmm. be.
1: Maybe. Absolutely, I mean, this kind of leads me to it's in um, the sort of. Um, as in in Vivo, as an organization, we were talking earlier today about um, the therapeutics and the diagnostic testing and, and which one did the organization start with first? And it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? Because they both sort of feed each other. And again, why Don started the business and the reason he started the business was that we as practitioners really kind of need both of those things in order to support our clients.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always... You know, it's always if we're talking about nutritional therapists, for example. You know, we we know I'm a nutritional therapist myself. Um, We would always focus first and foremost on foods, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are always areas where you know you do need to take either try and get to the root cause of of what's going on. Um, You know, it's all the naturopathic or functional medicine philosophy um, around not just treating symptoms, but actually you know really trying to understand the imbalances that are going on in the body. And how we can look at, you know, holistic view of a, of a person, of an individual, and how can we um, support them to rebalance, really, to retain, retain their homeostasis. We, we get back into a healthy um, state and um, sometimes, you know, testing is a valuable tool sometimes um, and often su- supplements are helpful in, in in terms of making
1: that therapeutic change for, for them. So It leads me to think about a couple of different things with regards to in vivo. And one of them is the quality of your ingredients. That makes me think about something that you were really proud of and excited about and you're being a certified B corporation, um, but also the education and how you educate the practitioners. So where do you want to go with this?
0: Perhaps I will start with a B Corp because um, actually a lot of people don't really know what that actually means and um, and what, what is the implication of being a B Corp. So um, we are proud to be the first healthcare company that is credited with a B Corp a Corporation certification. That's in 2018. Um, and it was a long, uh, you know, it's quite an arduous process to get to the point of having that because we have to audit all sorts of aspects of our business. What it means is that we have to look at sustainability or how we practice in a sustainable way throughout throughout our business in its entirety so it's not just you know sufficient to just have a sustainability policy and and make a kind of token gesture you know we recycle or whatever um it actually has to be almost part of our dna and we look at it throughout our, our business so there's lots of different areas in which We've had to be audited and, you know, and rethink how we do things. So whether it's our packaging, so, you know, the in vivo um, products you will see come in glass containers mm-hmm. um, and we send them out sort of wrapped in paper packaging. The, we're thinking about the kind of ink on the labels and how um, how much they're degradable, um, you know, in our office, you know, so the ingredients themselves. So we have to actually look at our supply chain and the companies that are providing the ingredients for our products you know, making sure that they are also um, ethically working and, and sustainably working as well. So absolutely, when we talk about the quality of our ingredients, it's it's about the quality of the ingredient itself, but also the practice and, and the sustainability of that. The things in our office, you know, we have to think about it in terms of our staff and how we operate in, as a business and our the use of um, electricity, you know, the, the best possible provider who's you know that we can get for the location Mm. of our business in Stroud in Gloucestershire and we have a food compost bin we have obviously all the different recycling elements we have loose tea you know we we, you know it's it's all different aspects of um, our day-to-day and broader business that have to be looked at and um, we are carbon neutral we have to things like business travel policy we would always consider the impact of our environment before we make the choices about you know whether to um, travel uh, public transport as much as possible. So um, you know with with companies house we've actually had to change that kind of mission or purpose of our business from just being about that kind of commercial aspect of providing benefit to the shareholders to actually the broader stakeholders and whether that's our staff, our clinicians, our end user patients, um, the community, and and the planet more broadly really. So our impact on every everyone really and so it's important that things like we do a lot of community um, support things with for example the human milk foundation which provides breast milk to babies who otherwise you know for whatever reason premature babies who are unable to get it for whatever reason and recently more recently with a charity called thrive which uses gardening to help disabled and sort of disadvantaged people through gardening and obviously getting their hands dirty and helping their own microbiomes as in the process. So all of these things, yeah, there's there's a lot more to it as well, but it's, it's to say that it's kind of it runs throughout our company and, you know, internally we're always looking at, you know, how can we improve on different practices and um, keep on sort of working towards minimising any negative impact from, from doing business and being really sustainable for the future. It's a lot
1: to be really proud of, isn't it? Because it's um, it's a lot to be proud of working for a company like that yeah my guess is you constantly have to challenge yourselves as an organization to say does this fit within our own remit taking care of the environment but also taking care of our practitioners which is also going to take care of the end user but you're also having to address that with your suppliers do you have something set up where you work with them and say you need to fit these certain guidelines so as a, as a b corp you are part of Part of being a B Corp is that we
0: try and spread the message. We want to encourage as many companies as possible to kind of work towards being a B Corp um, if possible. And, um, you know, and it might not be something that every company mm-hmm. wants to do, but certainly questioning around some of the areas and in, in how companies operate to enable us to, to decide whether it is in line with our philosophy. So uh, I, I suppose there's not a sort of set specific um, requirements mm-hmm. as such it depends on which sort of suppliers and for what sort of things you're talking about but um, it is always in the mix in terms of you know when we're talking about working with different yeah. companies you know um, how sustainable they are and, the, and different practices and, and and helping them to work towards things if if need be yeah. as well.
1: Well that is I mean, that's really exciting. And I mean it's quite a high standard to hold yourselves up to, um, to the public as well. And you must, I would imagine, feel really good about it. If we kind of move on and take that ethos that you have about your own organization and we move that into working with your with the practitioners, is that okay if we do that now? Yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I guess one way to to move into that is really about the education and your various educational series that you have. Again, I'm a practitioner. I'm registered with your organization uh, or with the company. I've actually used some of the products, which I think are great. And I've been watching some of the webinars and participating in them. But you've got a lot of courses and you've got a lot of information available for the practitioners. I mean, how do you help them pick through it all? Well exactly exactly that that's you know that's really very much part of my role is to
0: um, speak to different practitioners and help them to well to understand what what is going to be most beneficial for them. Um, different people learn in different ways you know we have a lot of articles for those in tech papers and things for people who like to read the nitty-gritty and the science behind things you know we have the webinars which are more audio and visual for some people we also with even with the webinars we have recently kind of shifted a lot to some shorter formats because we also appreciate that so many of us and I'm the same guilty of you know not being able to always sit down and watch an hour's webinar, whatever, and actually just want some quick snapshots. So especially around um, the in vivo product range and designs for health products over the past year, we've um, really made some shorter videos just really getting to the pearls, the real clinical application of different things to help people just absorb information quickly and more easily. Um, We also have a Facebook group. So that's absolutely all about um, building a closed Facebook group, you know, to building the community and having that peer to peer support as well. So particularly for new graduates or um, student practitioners who who may be looking for support from more experienced Mm -hmm. practitioners, but everyone learning from each other, you know, regardless of your experience with different cases, different scenarios and um, that's a really active group. And I think, you know, if anybody is not part of it, you know, they, they're they absolutely welcome to join. Um, that's a really nice forum for kind of interactive support, really. But also we do Sunday Journal, which is our newsletter, effectively. But um, it is uh, much broader than just sort of in vivo um, specific products and things. It's all about um, the latest kind of different articles on anthropology, naturopathy, mm-hmm. medicine, you know, all sorts of human ecology related topics, really. Um, and then I get so many practitioners who just rave about that's their Sunday yeah. reading when they get a few moments yeah. to themselves. And then, of course, you know, the more formal stuff like we do, um, you know, we do a, sort of an annual conference like we did the Human Biome Conference in June this oh, year. Yeah. It was great with the latest um, researchers, but also then, Translating how do we translate that into clinical relevance Mm -hmm. and what do we do with that information and that's that's again, you know, a really important part of all of our education is the love the science we love to see you know share the research that's coming out on different things but also you know kind of supporting people with what does that mean in terms of what do we do with that absolutely
1: practical application I mean it is great to to go and you and I were talking earlier about um the CPDs and going and learning and gaining more confidence regardless of where you are in in the stage of of being a practitioner Um, But it is that practical application and and being able to apply that to your own clients it's it's really important
0: That's what it's all about at the end of the day is like we all do this education. We might love (laughs) it. So many of us are sort of addicted to the latest, you know, course, the information, trying to learn about everything. But actually, you know, what it comes down to is what what can we use that's going to make a real difference to the next patient that we see? You know, and, you know, that's that's really something, um, you know, Lucy in our marketing team um, is great at sort of distilling that science and just trying to make it a usable information for practitioners as well so hopefully that comes yeah across.
1: all the stuff is really dense and it sometimes i think what is is nice is that you do have the variety of the sessions on your website you can go in and, and do bite-sized chunks to say okay if i can get a brief overview to get an idea of whether this is really going to be relevant for my client and their health issues and then you can delve even further and i i found personally i found that really helpful with clients that have you know every you never know what a client's going to come and present Mm. to you when you're in clinic so being able to find something that you go okay that's a one minute that i can say right that's what i need and then delve further it's it's fantastic
0: absolutely and with um we we relaunched our website in july this year but also have already made a few enhancements based on feedback from from practitioners and um one of the things that we've done recently is that you're now able to kind of tag or add any of our webinars or courses and well courses um obviously would fit anyway but webinars sort of tag them with add to my education so that when you go when you sign in and you go into your dashboard where everything sits basically is in, within your practitioner dashboard all the ones that you want to see are there and relevant so you can refer back to them you know sometimes I find you know you, you think oh there's a great webinar and then you can't you don't have a chance to watch it. And then a few weeks later, you're like, where was that? <laughs> yeah. You know, trying to find that link, yeah. etc. So it's, um, you know, especially for someone who's sort of registers newly with us, you know, I encourage them to take a good look around, but it can be overwhelming and so many different things to watch. You know, pick the things that you think might be the most interesting for you, but we can also help, help navigate yeah. that as well and um and then just put them in the into your kind of education section so you can refer back to those you know whenever you got get the spare time to to look at those
1: things i've got to say that dashboard i don't know as you took me through a whole intro when i i signed up uh as a practitioner and for some reason as i said to you earlier the dashboard went right over my head i don't know why um but it is a fantastic little resource and and it's easy
0: so we have you know obviously all the education that's available publicly um, but you know, within the dashboard there's the clinical resources which is very specifically the practitioner, the practitioner stuff you know which um, is not available to the public and and that's where you'll find things like our clinical considerations documents which are really great um, documents supporting people around different areas of health like GI, SIBO, vaginal and oral health um, in more detail you know around things they can be considering in that you know so there are lots of support materials in there but those are probably some of them some of the ones that people most get most excited about when they see
1: because this kind of leads me into um, talking about diagnostic testing is that can we talk about that just a little bit if you don't mind
0: just one last thing to say on the educational front is that we do also organise quite a few kind of what we call meeting of oh, minds, because right. um, what part of our ethos um, is also about creating that practitioner community. So obviously, with the Facebook group, you know, we we encourage people to support each other with um, different queries and things like that. But we know how how isolated people can feel working on their own yep. in their NT practice at home, etc. And and we try and bring people together. So, you know, a couple of once or twice a year we do this sort of a bit of a roadshow, the meetings of minds where we gather people in different areas to bring together. Obviously, we give them a bit of an update on some of the in vivo stuff that's ongoing, um, you know, educational stuff. But it's also an opportunity to, you know, for people to meet each other, make connect with other practitioners who are maybe not mm-hmm. nutritional therapists. So different um, practitioners supporting each other. And I've seen some really good connections being made in in some of our events. But also, you know, an opportunity to talk about difficult case or the challenges that people are facing in their practice and getting other people's sort of take or support with it. So um, some of that sort of thing, I know it's sort of slightly away from education, but Community support, kind of aspect, is also really, um, really something we try and encourage. And you know, I know how much
1: I I need that as a practitioner. It's really important, and I mean, it's great to have all the online resources. I, you know, the Facebook community where you can chat around, but there's nothing like going and meeting people in person, and then you can really build that rapport and that sense of trust. Do you have these meeting of mind um, sessions? all over the uk are they in london where and how often do you have them you said a couple of times a year is that right
0: yeah it depends i suppose it depends um on the year this year we it was um we did a, a it was mainly in spring so we haven't been able to do one this autumn um so they, i'm sure we'll be doing them in in the new year at some point and they were around the country yeah so um i think we had um london manchester birmingham Uh, Cambridge Bristol oh I can't Mm. remember now off the Mm. top of my head all the different ones Uh, yeah so we try and kind of scatter them where we know there's a a lot of our practitioners based and you know and hopefully people can can make it I know you know sometimes people can't and wherever we can we try and give plenty of notice so people can try and try and make their diaries available to to do that so so I don't know, I don't know yet about next year's plans, but obviously as soon as we launch, you know, we, we would um, okay. you know, sh- share that with everyone. So I would say if if anybody's not on our you know mailing list, because um, also even if they register with us, it, it not necessarily automatically on the mailing list. You have to obviously opt in because that's you know as well as the Sunday Journal, any kind of news about new webinars, new courses, new uh, meetings of minds or whatever. Those will always be. Uh,
1: yeah yep. okay can. that's that's great now that's really good thank you very much for sharing that I didn't um you know we've talked about your roadshows and I really just sort of thought about it as being a roadshow um and going around but I hadn't really twigged that it was a meeting of the minds which is kind of foolish of me because uh, as you know that's really how you and I started our conversation was the monthly meetings that I have with um my colleagues that I graduated with and we're going to see you yeah, in May yeah. next year which is going to be really exciting Yeah. Look yeah, forward face look face looking, is looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing you too, um, because one of the if we're still going to stick in the educational bit as well, and then we'll move on to the diagnostic testing because I think that's really helpful. Um, but yeah. you've got master courses, don't you? So you've got the the one minute too. You've got a we have a one minute just kind of highlight on supplements, or excuse me, your therapeutic lines that you provide. But also, then you have much more in depth educational series that you provide to people that is over a period of of several hours isn't it so do you want to talk about those some yeah
0: absolutely so um we have available on uh, several courses available on our website um and they are ones that we've we have run and you know um obviously been recorded and people can now access um, you know, but also we'll still continue to get you know support in the Facebook group if people want to ask questions around and if the courses as well. Um, so we have um, some the GI Master Course, for example, which is with Dr. Jason Horolak. It's um, I think it was a ten hour, I think ten to twelve hour course um, over several weeks. Really um, specifically on you know microbiome. Um, Dr. Jason Horak is has been in probiotic research for uh, something like twenty years and has a clinical practice, so he's got that amazing ability to share all the latest information around microbiome really um, but also making it really relevant to you know what do we do with it in clinical practice so that's a really um, in-depth course if anybody's uh, looking at the gut stuff Um, at the moment we have ongoing um, the female ecology master course Mm -hmm. with um, moira bradfield Um, we're on week four at the moment but it will be available for the next 12 months so that's something that again you know is being recorded and you can catch up on that has got its own private facebook group to -hmm. support so even if you're watching At a later date, you know, as questions come up, um, we're there as a team to support and Moira is also part of the group because we want to encourage people to be, you know, sharing experiences, asking questions, feeding back to each other. Um, You know, it's all about us all learning jointly together because it's such a, especially with, you know, female ecology and vulva vaginal health, for example, it's such an area that um, is maybe not, you know, there's not as much information available, um, education available. And it's something that a lot of women, you know, a lot of our clients potentially Absolutely. need to support with. So it's really important that, um, so, you know, getting really um, quality, in-depth, clinically relevant um, education is, um, is something we really try and offer um, to our practitioners. There's a few other ones as well available, but um, yeah, that's something of a focus for us. So, you know, if you're looking for those sort of mm. formal CPD hours or whatever, but still being able to do it at your own time, you know, within... You know, when you've got the time to do it in the evenings, if you've got kids and all that sort of thing then um, it's there and available as well. Well, let's
1: face it. I mean, vaginal health has not been something that's a real popular topic for discussion for many years because it's, again, it's one of those things that you think, oh, it's awkward and embarrassing, but it is it is more the norm for us to address it. More and more women are feeling at ease and, and able to talk about it and to have a resource like that is is invaluable for practitioners. And from what I understand, I know a couple of my colleagues are on it um, yeah. and they just think it's, it's fantastic and are learning. Learning a tremendous amount so um, it's great having that
0: great i would say with that um we actually have you know even a free webinar that's really um was packed with content from moira which is the menopausal vagina webinar which we did a few months ago um and it actually isn't just about menopause uh, uh, effectively it's you know she talks a lot about um what is a what is a healthy um, vaginal microbiome and and also about questioning so again it's like those tools about how do we talk about this topic with our clients which they maybe feel embarrassed about you know and she gave a lot of great questioning um, information as well so you can so I certainly know that I kind of thought, oh, I feel, yeah, I'm going to take that out. Have a a bit of a cheat sheet to kind of think about some of those questions in my practice as well. So um, um, that's something you can watch for free if you're not ready to watch the full course. But um, obviously that's going to be available still for another 12 months. So um, at some point you can. That's
1: brilliant. I mean, those are brilliant resources for us as practitioners. So if we sort of segue in and talk about the diagnostic testing, if you don't mind, um, and do you, you know, this is the the age old question that a lot of people or practitioners will go through, do you, don't you test, and when's the right time to, to do the diagnostic testing. Um, how do you, as, a, a, as in vivo, how do you help the practitioners work through that? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's, something that's quite personal
0: to each practitioner and also to the kind of clients you're seeing and what what the what you're seeing them for and what what the focus of your practice is um, so it's a bit hard to kind of um, make a general statement about it what I know that a lot of clinicians say and the reason you know um, they do use it testing extensively in their practice is it enables them to be really tailored in how they support the client you know taking the guesswork out effectively and um, and also really get into the bottom of some things which you may not be able to do without sort of you know, actually tackling with with testing to see exactly what's going on. You know, personally, I, you know, I would always start in my practice with, um, you know, obviously the dietary and lifestyle changes wherever possible. But I think um, certainly since I've started doing more testing in my practice, I see compliance also shoots up massively. You know, people you know and it depends on the person but you know um a lot of the time when they see him in black and white what what some of the things that you might be talking about as concepts or you know this might be going on with you and actually you know when you start to see things on you know on a test report people quite often can um, radically improve their uh, focus and the compliance you know to what you're asking them to do you know and we all know that's you know changing habits with you know dietary habits and things like that can be challenging you know for people and you know you, you know, it does sometimes just need to be able to keep focusing on it and keep, you know, maintaining that kind of compliance to make those changes. So, um, but I don't think it's as easy as saying, you know, there's a particular rule around it. It's completely, I think, case by case. I think, you know, as a practitioner, you develop the skills to try and understand the client in front of you and what's going to help them most effectively. And, you know, for some people, even just the therapeutic thing of being able to talk about whatever the, the symptoms and issues they're having can be a massive release and um a positive start Mm -hmm. to change you know you know it depends on you know it really depends on the individual and how complex their case is how how chronic it is you know yeah severe it is you know so i don't think you can well i mean we certainly as a in vivo um we certainly don't see testing in isolation uh you know it's absolutely just one of the tools in your practice, we don't, you know, treat the test as it were. So we you probably see on, you know, if you look on our forum, or, you know, anything we, we talk about when people say, um, my client has this mm-hmm. on the test, um, you know, we're always coming back with lots of other questions. And usually, you know, that would warrant a consult, you know, so we would always do a call to talk through individual cases, because we're not taking the test results, just yeah. on the paper, you know, whatever's written on the paper, in isolation, it's always within context of, you know the symptoms the whole case taking what's going on with a person and the broader picture what else they're doing you know I don't think um I think if anybody takes um emphasizes testing over case taking if you like then you know that that would be questionable in terms of how they practice um I think you know it's really we, we would always see it as sort of personalized and appropriate and um And yeah, relevant to that person. Because
1: I mean, with the testing itself, it sort of, it gives you an idea of what's going on with that individual right at that time. We know it's always changeable. And the diagnostic testing that you provide, are you there as, I guess, a support in helping them prepare a a protocol for their clients?
0: Yeah, so we would absolutely suggest um, any practitioner, especially if they're new to a test, but even if they're, you know, experienced with a test always can use our clinical education team um for support Um, we have what we call consults so that's um, also bookable through your dashboard you can literally see the availability for all of our members of our clinical education Mm -hmm. team and book in you know a spot um where you're available to talk through um that particular test result so you know it's again it's always about the personalized we in that you know you we would ask you to be providing us with a kind of a bit of an overview of what's going on with that client is not going to be just looking at the test without the context. But in terms of protocols, we, it's something that we don't actually um, talk about, actually, because we feel that that's quite a prescriptive kind of thing. Um, you know, It's absolutely going to depend on that individual and exactly that. Every test is different, every case is different, and all of the stuff that's not on the paper on the results is also really highly important. So um, what we have is the clinical considerations documents that I mentioned slightly earlier, briefly mm-hmm. earlier, are uh, full of information around things you might want to consider around dietary, lifestyle, and nutrient supplements and nutraceutical sort of interventions, really, around different areas of um, of the test um, results potentially. But you know there are multiple options, for example, yeah. of you know things that you might use in different cases. And the point is that, you know, you as the practitioner in, in the context of everything else, you know about that client and what's important to them, you know, what, you know, how severe is it, you know, are different things to them, et cetera. What, what is their potential client uh, compliance like? You know, you have to take into consideration their lifestyle. It's, you know, no point in saying, you know, you can do this, 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 this go on an ent- elemental diet or something. There's absolutely no way that their client's going to be able yeah. to achieve that. Yeah. So, um Clinical considerations gives lots of suggestions and ideas around the different areas of some of our key tests. So that's the GI, SIBO, um, vaginal and oral health test um, because we are focused on those sort of microbiome areas principally as the main areas. But yeah, absolutely not a sort of um, fixed protocol. And um, yeah, that's something. we try and yeah we would avoid really. I like Um, the word
1: that you use clinical considerations I think that's a really nice way to put it because it it, it makes it again it's you provided that diagnostic bit that is going to give you you know a lot of really helpful insight and information as you say you can get more compliance from the 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 client that's sitting in front of you saying this is what's come up in in these tests but based on what's going on in your life these are the different things that we can take into place to how we can help support your health and well-being really exactly so i think that's a really nice way to, to put it we all know
0: as well that budget has a has a comes into play as well i mean you might have a, you know, 100 different <laughs> things that you might want to do with someone. Yeah, um, okay, that's maybe an exaggeration, but, you know, you might have quite a few things and then you have to weigh up, um, you know, you know, what's, what's feasible for that person, both in terms of compliance and also, the, you know, budgetary constraints if there are, if there are, so, um, there's always different options to be thinking about, as
1: well as their health. I mean, some people are in quite a precarious state of health as well, and I think that's the the other thing that that I think there's always that that mindset that we want to help our clients get as well as they can as uh, mm. as much as we can as quickly as we can, and yet we need to take heed on on the pace in which we do this. So um it's really I know all of those things it's quite it's very complicated, isn't it, really?
0: Yeah, and I think um, it kind of ties in with our nutraceuticals, um, you know, the in vivo therapeutic range is that sometimes, you know, going in with a high dose of one particular nutrient is going to be, you know, is not necessarily always going to be the most appropriate course of action. And we've, you know, designed the in vivo therapeutic range to kind of have a blend of different synergistic ingredients um, that are working on multiple different pathways, multiple ways, rather than just sort of one um, you know, one very specific targeted approach be, to be able to kind of help the naturally help the the client mm-hmm. to, you know, rebalance and that sort of thing, um, you know, effective, the, giving them the raw materials really to help their own bodies, innate ability mm-hmm. to, to improve their um, microbial environment or liver clearance or whatever it is. So I think it's coming back to some of those things as well as some of the naturopathic principles about, you know, more of a holistic and synergistic approach to to some of the therapeutic kind of intervention. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's true. I was just sitting here thinking, wouldn't it, in some ways, wouldn't it just be nice if we were all such simple individuals and it was such a basic health plan we could prepare for people? <laughs> but it's just not going to be that way. It's just not the way it is. That's that's not real world.
0: And I, I, yeah, and I know it's, um, especially when people are in sort of, you know, studying and in the early years of practice, you know, even I consider myself still to be in that stage where you know sometimes it you do want someone to sort of say you know do this do this this and this and it'll be it will all work out <laughs> but and ultimately you know keeping up with the education and and keeping uh, you know understanding the kind of you know mechanisms and the different things and how they work is always going to help you to kind of make the right decisions around you know what's going to be the most appropriate for for each personally. Chosen. I can only
1: imagine what it must be like for your planning sessions of what you're going to do and, and what you're thinking about going forward, how you're going to help your clients going forward from all of these different aspects. So it must be quite a challenge, which we can kind of talk about in a bit. But one of the things I'd like to ask you is what are some of the the key issues or key things that you're, I say you're, because of your role with In Vivo, um, which we haven't even really said what your role is at In Vivo. Should we do that first? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, probably should do, shouldn't we? So, um, yeah, so I'm part of the clinical education team, but I don't at the moment do the sort of consults where you run through the individual test results. My role is more about getting out and seeing practitioners wherever possible. So, you know, attending different things like your your get-together in May, but also one-to-one, you know, on Zoom calls or phone calls, helping navigate resources, helping you to find the information around um, different tests and products that are most relevant to you, you know, just just providing that kind of one-to-one support where that's needed. And yeah, I mean, please, you know, feel free to sort of use me as a point of contact within InVivo I'm always happy to sort of pass things on and share but we you know we also have a, a support at invivohealthcare.com email address which is our support box um, which is always checked by someone in the clinical education team so um sort of general queries okay. clinical queries can go there um obviously if it's more um around a you know very kind of a case you know where there's a lot more questions that we're going to ask you back you know then we would then generally come back to you and say look yeah, let's book in a call but if it's a you know, one of those sort of fairly straightforward um, questions with an answer, um, then that's, um, you know, one option mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if anybody, you know, I try and get out and about um, a fair amount, but also take into consideration, I'm not jumping in my car no. every five minutes, because the environmental yeah. impact, but, um, you know, I'm, I you know, I love uh, meeting people face to face, always think that's really helpful, and helps to kind of, cut out all the noise and just go, right, what do you really need to know? What's going to be most helpful? You know, et are, so um, sorry, are yeah. you
1: finding sorry about that? Are you finding there's any Can one me? thing in particular that you're talking to practitioners about m- more right now? Um, obviously,
0: over the summer, we launched um, the oral and vaginal microbiome testing. Um, and both of those areas of health are maybe ones that some practitioners maybe overlooked or maybe not um, focused on as much as other areas so um i think um absolutely i'm sitting in lots of uh, meetings talking about vaginas usually in a coffee shop <laughs> which um which yeah i can remember that most other people in the in the coffee shop is uh, are, are kind of looking at me really shocked you know um but so yes definitely talking about vaginas and oral health um, a lot um but yeah, I, I suppose it's just um, understanding that microbiomes are, you know, there's not just the gut microbiome that we know that there's much more. Um, there are other sort of, you know, microbiomes that are important and can be drivers of chronic health. Um, and really just trying to help practitioners navigate that around, you know, when is it relevant, when they might use those tests to, as a as a useful tool Um, also products that we have um, for probiotics for vaginal health and oral health etc so um, so those are topics you know gut is always going to be is always a topic because that's been such an area of focus for us as a company for a long time I think people are we're talking a lot around pattern recognition around test results so not just you know identifying you know a specific pathogen being present but how does it how does the overall environment, what is the immune system like? Looking at the GI health markers and you know, taking a step back really from just looking at, you know, good bugs, bad bugs, etc. We you know, it's it's not that's a really simplistic yeah. view, you know, it's not about bad bugs and trying to eradicate them, but actually how do we support um you know, generally balancing out appropriate the beneficial bacteria um and things that we want to see flourish um without without always killing things yeah. off. So um that seems to be kind of lots of the topics that you know i'm talking a lot about with with clients at the moment but um also you know practical stuff i know a lot of people are feeling you know overwhelmed and trying to build their business and all of those sort of things so I know that comes up in conversation quite a, quite a lot around you know.
1: It's not an easy thing to do, and I did notice you had a session in your um, education series about growing your business. But it's uh, it's a real talking point for for practitioners in all phases of their business phases stages and how they're how they're going mm-hmm. to progress and and grow their business and or not. And I, I also really yeah. like the the fact that as a it's not the right word, but it's the word I use in our industry. How we really are talking more about working with all the the bugs that are are zooming around in our body and how we can help host them in a most healthy manner. It sounds such a silly thing to say, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just it, everything is about the balance, which drives my partner crazy because I'm always saying it's always about a balance. So, um. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we we have to, you know, we have to remember that we've evolved, for, you know. So many hundreds of years around you know and actually it's is it the bugs that rule us after all, you know not us you know <laughs> managing them, but they're managing yeah, us you definitely know? Mm-hmm. Um, is how yeah, just you know our interaction with them is not about them, necessarily it's about how we how we respond to what's there and what's not there
1: that's um, cool so yeah. what are, what what else would you like to talk about that we haven't talked about what are some key things that i haven't addressed in our discussion that you would um like to talk about oh um
0: no i don't think so Unless us you know let's go into a bit more information
1: about the in vivo therapeutic range um, or... i think it'd be good to hear more about the therapeutic range
0: yeah, absolutely. So um, the Invivo range, we started, um, we launched the first five products in uh, November last year. Um, they were called BioMe, um, and focused on microbiome. So there were um, five products in the in, in the initial launch, um, which includes the BioMe Essential, which is a polyphenol complex, basically, which is um, acts as a prebiotic, so helping to establish or have one to feed the beneficial bacteria. So um, basically all round, I mean, you know, working with clients in London, as I do, I'm like, well, everyone should. Yeah. This, you yeah. know, gut yeah. support, antioxidant, immune support and, and uh, nervous system mm. support. Um, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, so it's, um, you know, works on the gut brain axis as well. So, you know, absolutely lots of different um, benefits. Um, and as it's, as it's a prebiotic, it can be used in combination with a nice. probiotic. Uh, but it's really about getting the um the environment you know getting the environment um you know we talk about it being like cleaning the house out to make sure kind of uh, uh, i don't know cleaning the house in preparation (laughs) for the guests (laughs) that's That's lovely no that's that's great um, keep going keep going um then we have the biomekinetic which is our prokinetic um supporting with the migrating motor complex and motility. Um, okay. also really helpful for sort of gas, you know, if anybody's kind of gas and bloating. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be a really good, a good one for this latter part of this year as we go into the period of overindulgence um, that comes along mm-hmm. at this time of year. Um, but um, primarily, you know, we brought it up for SIBO um, cases. And we found that, you know, there was a lack of options for clinicians working mm-hmm. with SIBO um, on, on that mot- motility side of things. So again, it's a synergistic blend of different botanicals to help with that gut motility, mm. So that's the kinetic. And then we had originally the three um, probiotics. Um, so we work with a research partner in uh, Netherlands um, who are very much focused on um, the human clinical trials around different strains for benefit- having beneficial impact. So very strain specific modes of action. So we have the BioMe barrier, which has the strains that are specifically shown to improve intestinal barrier function, in- reduce inflammation, in the gut but also systemically uh, but have been through human clinical trials that have shown to be um, to support um, reduction in stress scores you know rumination worrying and depression scores as well so really very much on that gut brain axis so anybody with um, sort of cognitive and um, mental health type symptoms that would be a superb support for that so obviously as a probiotic that could be taken alongside the essential Um, as a prebiotic and work really well together. The other two probiotics are the FEM, which will soon be renamed FEM-UT. Um, It's specifically um, supporting, well, primarily supporting um, chronic Mm -hmm. UTIs. Um, So supporting the bladder health, uh, preventing the um, adherence of uropathogens like E. coli and candida Mm -hmm. albicans. You know supporting the immune res- response in the bladder to in, you know enable um us to tackle the, the presence of any pathogenic ones um, and the barrier function as well it does have a bit of support for lactic acid in in the vagina and gut barrier because we know that there's that kind of translocation cross-talking right. going on between the different microbiome right. sites um but we are the reason it's going to be called renamed femut soon is that we are about to launch very shortly in about a week's time FemV, which is a um, probiotic specifically um, for the vaginal microbiome. Some of the real key um, species of lactobacilli that are, you know, shown to be the ones that don't dominant in healthy microbiome, vaginal Mm -hmm. microbiome. So reducing um, bacterial vaginosis and sort of dysbiotic um, vaginal symptoms. Um, So that one's coming very soon. And then we have the Biome Oral, which is the oral probiotic, which, um, effectively can be used like a mouthwash, swilled around in the oh, mouth right. and then either swallowed or spat out, depending on the health of, you know, of the oral cavity. Um so yeah, no, it's it's been shown to break down um biofilms, so the kind of plaque buildup and, and therefore the any pathogenic buildup behind um behind that. So Fantastic. you know, effectively people can use that every day as part of their normal, you know, dental mouth hygiene routine, you know, after brushing teeth. Swelling it around um, and um, yeah, ensuring rather than killing things off with um, a mouthwash um, to again, not be so harsh on the environment and use um, a probiotic strain, which just basically helps to Support um, prevent the biofilms from yeah. forming.
1: Exactly. Harsh on the environment or your own internal environment, which is really helpful. And people don't talk about people don't talk about. Um, well, it's becoming again much like uh, vaginal um, health. They're talking more about um, our own oral health, which we we don't really. You know, these are such we would think are such simplistic things, but they're not. Um, and it's, it's really exciting to know that these are becoming more hot topics for us to address as practitioners. So we can support our clients in a variety of capacities. It just in some ways it just makes it even more complicated. but it also means as we know that we can come to people's health protocols from a variety of, of methods, which um, means we have lots of options.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, it just takes a couple of lines of questioning, you know, as part of your kind of case taking to understand if it's if it's, a you know, should be a potential focal point. Um, you know, oral health people might not mention in, you know, because everyone thinks of a mouth as a completely yeah. separate part of the anatomy to the whole the rest of the body, because that's how, you know, dentists have evolved. And, you know, um, so even just understanding if they have you got you a know, history of, um, you know, any kind of issues in, in your mouth and cavities and things like that can start to unravel whether there's um you know a point to look into that more deeply yeah and then this um june we launched a couple of new products and in the new range called BioClear oh yeah range. So we had the endotox lv and the estro so it's all about clearance supporting the body's natural ability to clear certain things um, from from us um starting with the endotox lv which is liver right. support but particularly supporting bile production and flow um, to encourage clearance of LPS. So we know that when we have a high, um, high levels of um, gram-negative bacteria that they produce um, endotoxin like LPS and that, you know, the inflammatory cascade and symptoms that can result in that and, you know, more and more of the research coming out around the LPS um, links to chronic conditions. And, um, and so this um, endotox LV is all about um, supporting that, um, the mechanisms for clearance through the bile um, with lots of different botanicals um, that um, focus on, on that. Um, but also selenium in there for, also for enzymatic support as well. So um, yeah, so that's the liver support. So you, you, know, you can work on the gut and liver, gut-liver axis together. Um, and then we've got the BioMe Estro, sorry, BioClear Estro, I should say, um, which is the, um, you know now that we are restricted in, that, in being able to recommend DIM and calcium deucarate, yeah we wanted a a fully compliant um, alternative, really, that practitioners can use um, safely, you know, um, and that's, um, yeah, again, it's a a group of different botanicals, um, things like broccoli seed extract, rosemary extract, um, which, you know, have got, you know, so much uh, research supporting, um, you know, um, and uh, and detoxification enzymes and uh, breaking down and uh, healthy metabolism of estrogen, in the body so um, as well as methylation support with betaine choline um, and riboflavin and some selenium for enzyme support so really um, yeah clearing you know excess estrogen but also you know making sure that we're kind of converting into those healthy metabolites that we want to see and,
1: and on all of these things for the practitioners I mean obviously they've got to take into account their um clients health issues their current state of health and how they provide the the come up with the daily dosages uh or their own um clinical consideration shall i, shall I say to steal your your phrase or your terminology yeah. uh, based on their clients health issues um because um some of these things it's the go low go slow isn't it um you know that's yeah absolutely you would
0: um you know judge it case by case and in some cases you you know may want to increase the dose further. And some of those um, possible kind of options are in, a, in the clinical considerations guides um, as how you might want to um dose, dose up if need be. Okay.
1: So, That's great. So some of the things I think um, would you be, are you happy if I put your email on the show notes? Can I do that? So if people wanted to get in touch with you, um, would you want to do that?
0: I think maybe also the support of at uh, just just noting the fact I haven't really I didn't really mention that I you know only work four days and I have my nutritional therapy practice on Fridays as well so um you know I'm not always yeah. available I don't know, you know how you
1: do that Wonder Woman but anyway um <laughs> so if we put things like um I'll put obviously we'll have the link to the website on there we'll talk about your Facebook page. I could put a link with yeah. that and then talk about registering for the Sunday Journal newsletter. The other thing that we also wanted to talk about is that the great thing about your organization is that you're constantly evolving um, and there with education and the products that you've been working on this year, um, that gives us an opportunity to maybe even talk with you again in the new year. Is that right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we have a lot of um, a lot of plans for the future. We're working on a lot of different things, um, and even sort of yes, in, as we go into the new year, we'll have some more things to um, announce as well. So um, I think we've got plans to um, potentially um, follow up with you in February. Yes. Um, there will be you know more details on on some of the other things as well um, that we can 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 share and go into more depth around mm-hmm. maybe. So um, yeah, watch the space. Really, lots more, lots more to come from us. It's
1: exciting times ahead. I mean, it's a growing industry. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, just remember that we're here to um,
0: to support you know you as practitioners. So please reach out to us, whichever forum, you know, in the Facebook group or one to one or you know, book consults, whatever you, you know you need to support you. You know, with navigating your way around all of this stuff you know we know it can be overwhelming it can Mm -hmm. be um you know very daunting to try and you know work things out on on your own so um okay
1: okay that's great that's absolutely great well thank you very much for joining me today it's really nice to have you on my show i'm really honored that you felt that you that you could find the time to speak with me because i know you're busy I know you're busy, busy. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. But, you know, it's it's your time and it's valuable. And um, we'll watch the space. What I'll do is I'll also just um, – We'll have links for people to be able to access some of the information. The biggest thing is for them to sign up as a practitioner so they can they can see um, the information that you have available that's really for practitioners. So I think that's an invaluable source for us all. Um, but thank you again, Naomi. It's really nice. It's been great having you here. Yeah, I really
0: enjoyed having a chat with you. And yeah, hopefully more in the future as well. <laughs>
1: I hope so. I hope so. You know me. I'm going to want to have more conversations. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. All right. Thank you. Well, folks, that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me on the Natural Healthcare Network podcast. It's been great having you listen in to my conversation with Naomi Jones of In Vivo Healthcare. And I hope you'll join me again. We've got lots of interesting people joining us. And don't forget, these shows are for you and all about you, actually. They're about collaborating, educating, supporting, and inspiring one another. And I hope that you find so far that they have done so. I really appreciate the feedback and the reviews I've received so far. But please, can I ask you to subscribe if you haven't already? In the meantime, I hope you You have a fantastic week ahead wherever you are. Thanks again for joining me. Bye for now. Bye.